0: Are you a glass-half-full type or glass-half-empty? The difference between success and failure really is in the perspective. I'm Shannon Hayes, and you're listening to Season 4, Episode 14 of The Hearth of Setbush Hollow.
1: and storm would
0: Welcome to the Hearth of Satbush Hollow Chronicles and Lessons from a Life Tied to Family, Community, and the Land. I'm Shannon Hayes, and I operate Sapbush Hollow Farm with three generations of my family in the northern Catskill Mountains of upstate New York. I'm the chef-owner of Sapbush Cafe at Farm to Table, and Neighbor to Neighbor Experience open Saturdays 9 to 2 from April through November in our tiny hamlet of West Fulton. And I'm also the author of a few books, including Radical Homemakers, The Grass-Fed Gourmet, and Redefining Rich. Hi, Shannon, how are you? My goodness, that is such a loaded question. I mean, my heart rate seems regular. I think my blood pressure is normal. Bob's prostate cancer recovery is going well. But I'm behind on six things on my to do list, and while I'm almost able to do circular breathing on my Berry Sacks, I cannot for the life of me make it work on the low notes. And I really need to expand the market for our CSA shares. I just haven't done enough with that. And I had a falling out with one of my good friends. That makes me so sad. And my oldest dog, Nikki, is becoming incontinent. Well, mom seems to be doing better since they changed her blood pressure medication, but. I really think Dad pushes too hard to get things done while the air quality is so poor. Oh, And speaking of air quality, these Canadian forest fires are really upsetting me. I mean, the smoke is bad for everyone downwind. Oh, I have such a tickle in my lungs when I breathe deeply. But And those forests! I've hiked those forests. It is such a loss. But I have read so many good books this summer. I have an amazing reading list that I really ought to share. For a while there, it seemed so hard to find a really great read. I mean, like, one in 20 or 30 books was worth sharing. Lately, holy smokes, writers are killing it. There's amazing stuff out there, and oh, it makes me so joyful to just plunge into it. But then again, oh, I am really struggling with my own novel. I just can't seem to get the tension right. But the girls are great. They seem to be having a terrific summer. There is a lot less friend-slash-boyfriend drama this season. And wow, (laughs) this first summer without COVID chaos, bliss. It seems a little slower business-wise, but wow, customers are nicer. The pace is nicer. I don't have any of the physical pain in my body this year that I endured during the COVID times. My knees feel great. My feet feel great. My energy level, great. Great pause? Can hormone changes really cause that much weight gain? I'm wondering if I should give up dairy. I don't think Dr. Scrafford, the state veterinarian, is really interested in any of this. I get that. But I can't get asked that question without pausing to conduct a full life scan before answering. I know. It's just a pleasantry. Dr. Scrafford is supposed to say, How are you? And without thinking, I'm supposed to say, Fine, thanks. How about yourself? And he's supposed to say, I'm doing well. Thank you. It's just that, well, I'm not very good at lying. If I say I'm doing well, then I absolutely must be doing well. And if I'm not doing well then maybe they know something that can help. I mean, maybe they know a good cardiologist for mom, or they know a prostate cancer survivor, or they know a good Barry Sachs player who might be able to answer some questions for me, or they have deep spiritual insights that could help negotiate relationships, or or parenting, or menopause. I never know what I might learn if I answer the question honestly. Trouble is, I never know what the honest answer to that question even is. Dr. Scrafford is visiting the farm this morning with our local vet as part of the annual visit for the New York State Sheep and Goat Health Assurance Program. Each year, they come, we sit down over coffee, and we talk about the flock. We review grazing rotations and protocols for any medications we might be using. We talk about any new diseases we might have seen and learn from the vet's treatment protocols that might help. Actually, it's like a big, how are you, for the farm. Sersha and Ula attend these annual meetings. They work with the flock every day, and they show up armed and ready. The vets aren't the only ones who get to ask the questions. Sersha and Ula bank up their queries, wait for the annual meeting with the vets, and then pepper them with their worries and concerns. This year, they want to know about the ewe they lost this spring. She had two extremely large lambs who died in utero. They were positioned in such a way that neither Ula nor Pop Pop could get them out without losing the mother. In May, it was traumatic. We were all reduced to tears, seeking comfort from a batch of Jack's chocolate chip cookies down at the cafe kitchen. Now, a few months later, they want to know everything that could have been done to prevent the problem and everything they could have done better during the moment of crisis. They are giving the vets play-by-plays of maneuvers they tried. They're asking about the condition of the ewe. They're asking if the breeding ram might have been at fault. Dad stays quiet and lets the girls take charge. This is their opportunity to grab information, to have someone different teach them something. The vets review some techniques, talk to the girls about using different lubricant, and then try to move on to the next item on the agenda. Sersha and Ulla flow with the conversation, but then, a few minutes later, they yank it back to the youth that they have lost. They are not finished with their questions. They feel as though there is a problem with what they're doing, and that there is more that they need to understand. No one on the farm ever saw a birth go that badly. No one ever wants to see it happen again. And the vets understand that. But finally, after telling the girls everything they can, Dr. Scrafford turns to Dad. Jim, what's your lambing death rate? Every year we usually fall between 4 and 7%, he says. The vet sits with that for a moment. So how many lambs were born on the farm this year? He asks. 107, Mom tells him. And how many deaths? Seven, Dad says. He relays the pathology of each one. So you have at least a 93% success rate? Yes. Dr. Scrafford leans back in his chair and stares intently at the girls. He's put his finger on the problem. That means you're doing really well, he says. Vets see all the problems. Farmers should only call vets when things are extremely unusual and at least 93% of the time, you're having no problems. That's excellent. I watched them sit with that for a while, considering. Yes, there was a monumental failure, but 93% of what happened was successful. (gasps) Oh, those poor girls, I realize. They are so much like their mother. I can get 13 emails from readers who like my work, but one piece of hate mail, and I think I have failed as a writer. That's 93% success. I can have 13 great friends, but one falling out suggests to me that I'm a horrible person. That's still 93% success. When I used to teach math, I remember having at least one student who hated my class for every 13 who loved it and learned like crazy, and I would worry about being a lousy teacher, even with a 93% success rate. We can have 13 things going great on the farm, good workers, pastures in great shape, positive cash flow with all bills paid, the herd in good health, the pace just right for our energy levels, the freezers are working, the roof over the cafe isn't leaking, the stream bank is holding strong through all the rain we've been having, the customers have been happier this year, our family is healthy, no one seems intent on shooting up our business this year, there's plenty of access to meat processing, and use of the honor store is increasing. But, one month where sales figures seem a little off, and I worry that we're driving the whole business into the ground. But in truth, that's 93% success. And suddenly, my perspective changes. For certain, the 7% failure rate has value. That failure rate is what gets us to learn and grow. Sersha and Ula develop better skills for handling problematic deliveries. I strengthen my position as a writer or learn more about myself as a person. We identify areas on the farm where we can change things up and do better. But it's the 93% that really matters. It's the 93% that reminds me that I can be in a place of gratitude. And when someone says to me, Hi, Shannon, how are you? I can answer with statistical accuracy without even needing to do a full body and life scan. I am 93% FABULOUS! That Bush Cafe is open and ready to serve you every Saturday from 9 to 2 through the last Saturday before Thanksgiving, although we will be closed October 21st and 29th to go on vacation. The Prefix Farm to Table special for Saturday, July 22nd will be Murg Makani Indian Butter Chicken, over rice with apple raisin chutney, and lemon raspberry icebox cake. Our special for Saturday, July 29th will be curried chicken salad with cranberries, cashews, and raisins, choice of a fresh-baked croissant, brioche roll, or cornbread, and a Samoa icebox cake for dessert. You can check out the weekly Prefix Farm to Table specials on the blog at sapwush.com. Our online website, sapbushfarmstore.com, is stocked with our grass-fed and pastured meats and eggs, as well as wool bedding and yarn. Feel free to check it out. Or better yet, if you're in the area, feel free to drop by our honor store any time of the day or night located in the Little Red Shed at the back of the cafe parking lot. The address is 832 West Fulton Road, West Fulton, New York. Also, if you live within driving distance, we are having a special sale on our CSA pork shares. Get $50 off quarter and half pig shares through the end of the month or until we're sold out. If you'd like to come see us for a getaway, our farm to retreat on Panther Creek is taking bookings through Airbnb and Tippett's House will once again be available starting this fall. If you want to stay on top of Cafe and Farm Special's farm happenings or follow my musings on the blog when the podcast goes silent in the fall and winter, be sure to head over to the website at either satbush.com or theradicalhomemaker.net and sign up for the newsletter. We do not do social media, so this is the only way to keep tabs on us. Plus, When you do, you can download a free workbook that pairs with my latest book, Redefining Rich, winner of a Nautilus and an Axiom medal. If you enjoy the slower things in life, you can also join our snail mail list and get Ula's hand-drawn postcards with notices about special offers and our CSA program. You can even be entered in a drawing to win a free CSA share by emailing me at shannon at sapbush.com with your address. If you enjoyed this, please take a few minutes to leave a review. This helps other folks to find my work. And please... Share this podcast with friends and family. It helps to get the ideas to spread. Better still, you can help make the magic happen for as little as $1 a month by hopping over to Patreon and looking up Shannon Hayes. Or, if it's easier, you can also donate to support the podcast by sending a check to Shannon Hayes, care of Sapbush Hollow Farm, 832 West Fulton Road, West Fulton, New York, 12194. And that's a really important thing to do because all of this, the podcast, the blog, the novels and books, and the creative recharging that happens over fall and winter are a result of the support of my patrons on Patreon. And this week, I'd like to send a shout-out to my patrons Jennifer Hanna and Jennifer Flegelman. Thank you, folks. I could not do it without you. And in case you were wondering, this podcast was produced and edited by the sexiest man alive, my husband Bob Hooper, and the great music we're listening to comes to us from Emory. Thanks for listening, and have a great week.